Welcome to episode 31 by Fika with Rice. This week I meet Jason McCarty, founder of GORUCK, one of the biggest rocking companies in the world. He's an ex-Green Beret, which is the Army Special Forces, served in Iraq, West Africa and Europe and have a business school degree. A super inspiring episode for anyone who's interested in working out, training and learning about new ways to train that don't hurt your knees and posture. An inspiring episode for anyone who's ready to get moving. Let's get this Fika started. This is Jason's story. Let's go. Hello, Jason. Welcome to Fika with Rice. I am so, so excited to have you on the show. For those that are listening, you have an amazing poster in the background, Enter the Dragon, with my all-time hero, Bruce Lee. You're an ex-Green Barrett, the Army Special Forces, served in Iraq, West Africa, Europe, have a business school degree, and you're also the founder of Gora. I first heard about Gorak from Tim Ferriss and how he used it for rocking. I was like, what's rocking? So I looked it up and I found it really cool and thought, you know what? I love your story, Jason and Gorak. And I wanted to, to have you here on Fika with Rice. So we normally awesome. start. Thanks, the, man. Yeah, thank you, Jason. We normally start each episode with some rapid fire questions. It has become a tradition here at Fika with Rice and our audience, they, they love it. It goes like this. I'll make a statement and then you'll finish the sentence. Does that make sense? Yeah, let's. I, I can play that game. Okay, very good. If I was 20 years old today, I would... Think about how to serve my country. The biggest mistake I made when I was young was... I'm just trying to, to figure out which one was the biggest. You know, I, I think it was to assume that I had to follow the conventional path. Because it took me a long time to get off of that, that path. Was that conventional path something that your parents put in your mind? Like, all right, Jason, you have to go to school and it's you have just, to do this. It's just the examples that are set for you, you know? When you're young, I think it's a, it's a challenging, there's a lot of pressure put on you to do certain things for certain reasons and, you know, get this kind of job and make this kind of money and, and be this kind of successful. But I think a lot of times we don't consider how we define those things. So you know, for me, it was just a different time in our country as well. And it was a lot of Wall Street glorification and, and stuff like that, which is important. I mean, I believe in capitalism and in business and the American way of life. And that's like, without, without that, it doesn't exist. But I think that there's, there's great things that you can do in your 20s. And I think we need to give people the license to go do them. I think, I think people need to go see more of the country and see more of the world and get into different kinds of adventures to expand your mind before you just get locked in i, th I think you said something because if you expand yeah. your mind you might not get locked in see that's exactly thing. like exactly. getting locked in that's that's like you know we're, we're building prison cells for ourselves all over the place and, and i don't say that let's not do this kind of way i'm not here to sit and point fingers it's just sometimes yeah. you gotta if you're in a prison cell start drawing the prison cell and, and figure out how you're gonna break out of it you know hundred percent. Like I had the pleasure to travel, you know, to a lot of foreign countries like yourself. And it's true. Like it really opens up your mind, you know, and it's, it's, it helps you start to question things like where you grew up and things, things that are standard where you're growing up or where you're living, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you an example. I spent a lot of time in Germany and they have, it's called Ladenschluss Gazette on, on Sunday. And, okay. you know, the stores are shut down and I, I show up there the first time I'm what, 18 or something. I'm like, this is insane. You shut down the stores on Sunday and the people are like, yeah, so that people can spend time with their families. I'm like, that's, that's insane. So, cause then, you know, people go to the gas stations to buy stuff because there's certain stuff that's yeah. open and it's just a small fraction of the, the economy. 
But, you know, is that better or worse? I'm not here to sit and say one way or the other. I think the world is what you make of it. But that's something that they've aligned on. And to see that kind of difference, yeah. it, it's like if all you see is one thing, then you only know one way. It is unless true. you imagine it, imagine it up. But just stuff like that, you know, and I, I got a million more examples, but it's it's cool to see how people live that's that's different than how you grow up or what you think is quote, quote, normal. Yeah. Don't be normal, right? I like it. Except stand out. Yeah. Sig when everyone is sagging, you know, or I they have the same in France and Spain, and that shocked me too. You know, I'm not saying that everything is open in Sweden on Sundays, but Uh, I spent many years after graduation in Asia and there everything is open 24-7, uh, at least in, in China and Japan and Thailand where I live. But, you know, Spain and France, like it's it's big, like family-oriented cultures where like things literally are closed on Sundays. When I grew up, my biggest dream was... I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a heart doctor. Oh, okay. So my How grandfather come? was, my grandfather was, uh, had always had heart problems. And so I was like, I want to be able to fix my grandfather's yeah. heart. And Sweet. unfortunately I was, I was better at things like math and economics than I was at, um, you know, science and chemistry. So it, it kind of, my, my path naturally veered one direction. I, I didn't have to paddle too, too hard uphill, yes. um, or upstream, I should say. It was, I think it was a good goal. Of course. We have to dream when we're young, you know, or I think we always should be dreaming. The best advice I received from my mother was... You can do anything. When did she tell you that? At what age, more or less? Always. I mean, you know, it was just my mother kind of just loved me unconditionally and made me think that I could do anything. It's an enormous gift to receive. Yeah. And a lot of people don't get that. And so you have to kind of you have to find it elsewhere you have to find it inside of yourself somehow you have to learn how to trust and believe in yourself and not going to say i didn't have or don't have doubts i have doubts all the time right it's just do you believe that you can manage through those and and that's it's it's foundational i just believe that i and we can can kind of just manage get, get through anything Yeah, you know, I, it reminds me as well. And res I resonate a lot with that because I think my, the biggest gift my mother gave me was that self-belief and that self-confidence that you can do anything in life. And, you know, when you grow older, like in our age, Jason, you get to meet people from all types of backgrounds and you can see those that grew up without that type of like foundation, like they become different types of people and adults and human yeah. beings, you know. I wish I knew when I joined the military. Man. What do I wish I knew? I wish I knew how to rock when I joined the military. <laughs> It's I, okay. like, no, no joke. I mean, I, I could say I wish. I think the surprise of it is is half the fun. Type two fun, of course. And and I wish. I don't know. I think the surprise of it was was great. Like it it changed my heart. This desire to serve, and and that was kind of unexpected, right? that gave me a lot of license and a lot of confidence to, to just go forth. Like it was worth it. It's worth it. That's the biggest thing. But if you're, you're saying in terms of what I could have done to better prepare, I mean, man, all I did was ruck and I didn't have any idea what that was before I joined the military. So it's heavy, yeah. you know, yeah, that's, that's the thing. I just completed a Spartan uh, hurricane heat this past weekend. I don't know if you know Sweet. what it is, but yeah, yeah. I'm for these things like events businesses are terrible businesses to be in. And so 
the more events businesses that we can get that are out there that, that are pushing people past their limits, especially if they have a ruck on I'm I'm for it. Like go, go forth and copy the go ruck challenge, whoever you are out there. We're not stopping you. Go forth and do it. You know, it's hard to run with a run with a very heavy backpack to walk. I think it's fine. But to run, you know, like that's really hard, you know. Well, how fast were you quote quote running? Well, we were not running too fast because we had to follow like as a line. Or I, yeah, I think yeah. we were jogging, jogging, you know, so to speak. Yeah, there's a technique though. You got to kind of shuffle a little bit. Keep your feet okay. as low as you can to the ground. Okay. Because the, the higher your look, I mean, running puts nine times your body weight onto your knees. Yes. Because of the, the gallop, the up and the down and, and stuff like that. It's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great way to get injured. I mean, it's literally the number one cause of injury in special forces is running. And, you know, the, the, this is a fact, right? And it's, it's a pretty bad form of exercise for most people. But do the thing. I believe go, go do the thing. Rocking is a lot lighter on, the, on your – it's a lot more forgiving on your joints. It's 2.7 times when you're walking yeah. uh, on your – but if you shuffle, it's probably increase it a little bit. But if you keep your feet as low as you can to the ground, you can move really fast, right? It's just a question of how fast you you have to move with the, the slinky effect that's going on, you know? And and so better technique will help preserve your, your body even better. So go back and do it again. Try, try it my way. Oh, I, I will do so. Thank you. Jason, why why do so many like ex-Navy SEALs, ex-Special Forces like run? Like the types of David Goggins and, and, and so on. Why are they so obsessed about running when it's so bad for their knees? I mean, it's good for your soul, like pushing your body and pushing course, your yes. limits and go forth and, and conquer and stuff. I mean, I'm I'm for all this. I mean, my you know, one of the early cadre at Gorak used to be, you know, our motto is treat your body like you hate it, right? And, and it's, it's like, there's a part of me deep inside that just loves that, you know? And so, yeah. look, I, I think it's about what your goals are. And, you know, okay. a lot of people, my wife ran, she ran cross country. She ran track. I got really into running, you know, I drove across the country, ran a marathon, my first one drove back, you know, on, on my leave weekend with her. I mean, stuff like that, right? I understand the runner's high. I get it. The, the problem is, is that as you get older, it will increasingly take more, it will do more damage to your body. And so we, you just have to weigh the trade-offs. I mean, and for me, it's just not something, I think a lot of people are looking for something that's easy to do. That's convenient. You can just put your sneakers on and yeah, go. It's cheap. And, it doesn't cost anything. Yeah. And I mean, you know, but if you want to get better at hiking or you want to get stronger, I mean, running does in fact kill muscle cells too. It's, it's, it will make not just quote skinnier, but it will actually make, it will kill muscle cells, right? Yep. I mean, it's not good for, it's not as effective for fat burning, you know, rucking, there's all sorts of different reasons why, you know, you put a little bit of weight on your back, you can elevate your heart to the same degree without all the taxation on your body while you get stronger. I mean, it's, it's, it's a different kind of feeling. And so people have to get used to that because you do have weight on your back. It's different yep. than just going out and being, you know, slick. And, and, you know, these ultra endurance junkies and, and stuff, I mean, rucking was foundational. Running was practiced a lot throughout all of the training because it's so damn easy to, to do. Right face, go. You can test time easily. You need yeah. no equipment. You know, you can make people run in boots. You can do all these types of things. You know, the, the, the problem is, is that even the application of running, I mean, you basically never run in combat. 
And by run, I mean a sustained run. It, it doesn't happen. You always have kit on, you always have gear and you, you need to be more explosive than you need to be a long distance runner. So you elevate, it's good for your heart, elevate your cardio base. You get runners high. That's great. But combat is, is not like that at all. I mean, you have load and you're sprinting and you're doing all types of, of explosive type movements that are either load bearing or, you know, sprint up the stairs or sprint behind cover or, or do that, that type of stuff. And so more rucking and, and more explosive type stuff is, is what I and we recommend in terms of even the, the tactical training side. Okay. All right. My advice to all the 18 year olds out there. Go have fun. Okay. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy being Take young. A, I mean, yeah, like, but not just, you know, burn it down under a bridge with, with, uh, you know, all, all the vices, like go out and actually do hard things and explore and new things and, and just get out there and try stuff because your, your life has a tendency, especially when you, when you get boxed in to get more narrow. And so if you don't have these broader life experiences, you don't, you don't know how to, your, your life, you're, you're starting here and it's, and it's getting more narrow and more narrow. Whereas if you start broader, you kind of know how to keep it broader. It's like a way of life, you know, at that point. It's a great advice. I tell all our students that I work with about that. Like, just try to get as much, so much experience as possible, you know. There's just so try much pressure on kids, man. Try everything. There's just so it's much true. pressure. Like, it is true. You got to, you got to, like, why, what do you want to be when you, like, what do you love? Go find that. That's, it's not 100%. something that the world just gives you. You have to go find it. Yeah. And that is, that is an activity. That is an action. That is not a, you're just waiting, you know, for something to find you, you know, you're not going to find it. I mean, go have fun, drink all the drinks, do all the things. You're not going to find it at the bottom of a beer can or whatever either. Right. Or the hundredth one, you've got to, you've got to push different boundaries inside of yourself or else you're, you're just going to be kind of perpetually searching, but that's the kind of quote pressure that I would challenge kids to go out and, and do as opposed to you've got to go do this thing in this system and this hierarchy and this is what normal looks like and you've got to make this much yeah. money and you've got to posture like this and like you know I, I just I think it's really damaging for to, to health in every way right mental health physical health social health I mean we're just we're not asking the right questions of ourselves when we're younger and so the more that we the more that we kind of just accept, I have to take this path. If you just accept those pressures, you're just falling into the trap. Like the great freedom is to find your independence and, and use it. Think, yeah. think with independence and freedom and, and know yourself. And to do that, you have to challenge yourself. It is true. It is true. I think there's too many parents out there like are putting their kids in violin classes or recruiting math tutor just because why well, you need to get like good grades and so on instead of thinking, all right, what are the extracurricular activities that actually could challenge my son or my daughter's like mindset or body, so to speak, that could really enrich their lives, you know, for the future. What does your kid love? You know, you got to expose yeah. them. But, it, you know, these, these, I think it's a disgusting race of, of parents that are trying to live their own lives through their kids, you know? It's true. It is and, true. Like and it's baseball like, and if that's soccer, you, change. Dad. Yeah. If that is you, change. Literally, I'm looking at you right now. If that is you, change. Because we put 
so much undue pressure on kids if, if we're trying to make them us. I mean, I've, we have three kids that are, they love each other. They're, they're vastly different in a lot of ways, but they're, they How have old a lot are they, of the and your children? 10, seven and five. Okay. So that's the age where they're actually starting to discover what they like to do. Yeah. I mean, our youngest, at least the you know, 10 like, and the like, seven. Yeah. But even our youngest, I mean, we, we realized because the pandemic was a great way to kind of get to know our kids even better. Right. And to be around them more as an opportunity. And our youngest just needs to more time outside. I mean, that's just a need in his life. And, and, and so he's at outside kids for school and we prioritize taking him outside. I mean, I, I, I've taken my, the, each boy I've taken on a, a trip by themselves to, to Washington, D.C., where we've spent a bunch of time and have some friends and stuff. And one, my, my older boy wanted to go do completely different things than my younger. My younger wanted to go to the zoo the national zoo and walk all around and see the cheetahs and the lions. And he had his lion costume on and, and he was not as happy when it was city stuff or on the, he just didn't, he wanted to go on the trails and go rock Creek park and stuff. And the other son was like, wanted to go to the rooftop place and have, you know, Shirley temples with, you know, all the, all the cherries and the drink. Right. And both were really active. You know, we got out with both of them, but it, it was just, you know, it was just a different, different deal. And they're, they're just different kids. They love each other, but they're different. So how do we support them and what we, cause we know them well, you know, that's yeah. the goal. We know your kids. Well, how do we support them and what's going to make them happy? Not, not what's going to, you know, make me feel like they're making up for stuff that I couldn't do when I was their age. That's a really good way. I mean, I think our job as parents is really like to help our children find themselves in life, you know? All right. Amen. Uh, all right. For those that are listening that don't know what GORUCK is, Jason, can you tell them? So it's kind of like fitness thing with backpacks, right? Or rucksacks. And it's foundational is, is rucking. So put some weight on your back and go for a walk. And then scales all the way up through kind of special forces training, style training, and, and communities, people coming together for social fitness. So we've got all these communities around the world and people come together in the real world, old fashioned style people, right? Old real world outside, do some push-ups, put some weight on your back, go for a walk, see the, see, see all the stuff that God created in the universe while you're, while you're out and about and, um, you know, have some fun doing it. And, and that's, you know, we, we have a whole manufacturing side. We, we build the rucksacks and we build the, the footwear and we build the apparel from the ground up and we, we do all of that. But what we're really passionate about is, is bringing people together and, and kind of challenging ourselves in a new way. Why did you want to start a backpack company slash apparel and events company, so to speak, Jason? Because in, in the beginning, if I understood it correctly, it started as a backpack company. And I mean, there are so many backpack companies in the world. Yeah, it was just, I didn't is the short of it. It was just kind of a okay. hobby. I needed something to do. And so it just, you know, one thing led to another. And then I was in business school kind of developing. It was just kind of like a live case study instead of just reading everybody else's case studies. It was just a live case study. So kind of developed it and liked the gear that eventually came out that we eventually built. And then, you know, enjoyed, really enjoyed bringing people together for some of these challenges that we would put on. And that kind of gave GORUCK the, the, the way forward. So not just a gear company, because that, that stuff is like some dark arts in the, in the, 
in the background, you know, I mean, you, you build and test and iterate, and do all this yeah. stuff with, with the gear. And then it's like, Oh, here it is. And it takes years to do well. And, and it's, you know, you have testers and stuff, but it's not a community based thing, you know? And, and so how do we be more out there with, with the people was really the goal. And well, that was more fulfilling. I don't know that that was the goal, but it was a lot more fulfilling. And so that became the kind of direction of the, the brand and the way forward. And, and that's what motivates us. I I checked the, the GORUCK website where you promote training and you, you've spoken about it now with a backpack where you're rocking, basically walking, carry a backpack. Why is rocking important for training, you would say, Jason? I mean, human the human body is literally built to rock. I mean, you're built to carry loads, right? I mean, so this idea of what do you want to be able to do in life, right? You want to be able to move and be active and walk for all the days of your lives that, that you can. And so, you know, to get better at, at doing anything, I mean, it's just, it's a foundational movement. Rocking is a great way to, 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 to get stronger while you do it. And so it also, you know, you have the weight on your shoulders. So that load transfers all the way down. And, and it also is posture corrective. So instead of, you know, instead of, of, of making your kind of keyboard neck or your text neck worse, right? Like going like this, it forces your shoulders back. And I mean, you breathe better. You, there's all sorts of science and uh, physiology behind why it's a great thing to do. I mean, if every single person on planet earth rocked more, it would be, we would all be healthier. Yeah. I, 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 I like it, but it's, it's really hard, you know, if you're not used to it, Jason. Well, look, I mean, rocking yeah. is, is a word that can get scary at times, right? What does it mean? Like rocking with 10 pounds on your back while you're rocking your dog is completely different than of these enormous military packs with 125 pounds in them. They're both rocking. It's yeah. like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like, well, today I went and, and bench pressed or pick, I mean, uh, today I went and did a squat. Okay. Well, there's a difference between an air squat and, you know, a thousand pound squat, right? Of course. Yes. There's a difference. Yeah. And so it's the same thing here. It's just, if people don't know, not everybody knows what it is yet, but if you say, Hey, I've got 10 pounds, I'm going to try this out. Or I've got 20 pounds. If you're relatively fit and you're a male, I'd say 30 pounds would be a good place to start. If you're female, probably 20, you know, um, a good place to start. If that's too much, then go a little bit lower, but this is a, it's a very, healthy way to get stronger while you're you're getting your steps in and you get to scale the weight you can talk to the person next to you it's can be true social fitness if you want it to be or you can you know have that good social fitness vibe with your dog <laughs> what's the uh, what's the biggest misconception about rocking you would say jason well there's a misconception that rocking is is special forces training okay and it's it's like we just talked about that. It's but that could be good. Rocking rocking I mean, is infinitely that, scalable. It is yeah. infinitely scalable. It is from ten pounds in your neighborhood. Posture corrective, yeah. get stronger, feel feel tougher, right? I mean, that's a good thing. Like to feel tougher, you will get tougher, right? You just got to do the thing yeah. that makes you feel tougher more. Just get out and do more of it. It's it's very healthy. There's you know do it correctly. It's very healthy. And you can, you can scale that all the way up to what it was scaled 
up to for me, which was, you know, really heavy rocks, really long distances and all that stuff. But that's not necessarily the goal. It doesn't need to be the goal. We need more people to be more active. That's what we need. It is true. More time outside. We need more people to be more, more outside. We need more people to be together more. Right. Yeah. And in in the real world, not, not sitting across from each other at dinner, texting, you know, like together in the real world. And this is a, this is an unlock for people. Once they get it, they kind of get it. It's just, you know, you got to understand that you can build your journey out just like anything. You know, if you never do push-ups, you're going to suck at push-ups. The way to get good at push-ups is to do push-ups. So start out with 10, then move to 20, you know, I mean, it's the same with rucking. Start out with 10 pounds and a mile or a kilometer, two kilometers, whatever, right? Give it a go and then just incorporate it over time. And and it's a huge unlock for your mental health, your physical health, your social health when you involve other people. And it's it's great. Why do you think so many like 20-year-olds don't train, Jason? They don't? Yeah, I feel like, you know, our generation, like – I, I'm I'm 35. I guess you, Jason, are around 40. Yeah, I'm 42. 42. Yeah. I felt like our generation were training were training more when we were like 15, 16 to like 20s. I I work with a lot of college students, and I feel like they're not training as much as the previous generation. You know. Yeah, I don't know what what part of this is kind of this the the last hard class or the last hard generation mentality, like. Uh, you know, the next generation's doing it wrong and all this stuff. I mean, I, I think that there are, there are broad, d- different types of groups of people that are out there. And, you know, overall, if you look at trends, yes, too, too few people get enough steps in their day. I, I mean, look, I just think that the, the whole kind of notion of fitness is, is flawed, right? This idea that you have to drive to the gym to do 30 minute classes to, you know, drive home and like searching for the parking spot next to the grocery store that's closest and all this stuff. Like we just need to be more active. Like that's yeah. really the first goal is, is be more active. And if you're more active, it, it'll create good habits. And so, you know, it is that stuff like take the stairs. I mean, part of it is, is, I mean, you start to put escalators in, well, 2% of the people take the stairs when there's escalators, yeah. you know? I mean, be the type of person that takes the stairs. So we're not doing ourselves any favors, making everything easier to move less. That's not a great way to do it. So I think these things will ebb and flow. They'll come in in cycles. But, you know, I I think city planning and city design has as much to do with macro level heart health as, you know, people sweating in front of their Peloton bikes or, or whatever. And and it's like probably healthier to take the stairs than it is. If you said, I'm going to take the stairs every time, no matter what, that's a lot. That's a much more foundational and, and better habit for the rest of your life yeah. than switching from training class to training class to, to, to quote train, you know, like just be more active, look for opportunities to be more active is, is a better way to do it. And then you can build strength or communities and it starts to be fun. Then. See, yeah. that's the thing. Like staring at a screen is not fun. Right. I mean, going to a class to get, you know, fitness shamed into taking this class and the subscription, you know, it's new years. I got to look this certain way. I got to lose this weight. It doesn't work. What does actually work is people coming together in the real world or accountability like that. And, 
And so that's the bigger problem is that 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 stuff is fraying. I mean, people are just alone and isolated and every measure of human health is, is worse. So I guess your assumption is is factually correct. Like why are fewer people training? But I don't think it's because kids are are born weaker. I think there's just a lot of impediments to the things that actually work for us to be healthier in our in our lives. And part of it is finding your tribe in the, the real world with real accountability and people that actually care about you, not that pretend care about you or that are your quote yeah. Facebook friends, but but real world communities are just getting obliterated. And so that and stuff so- is really healthy if you find the right club or you find the right group of people. I mean, choose wisely, but find the people that are that are doing active things that like to climb mountains and and like to ride bikes and go for rucks or go for runs or like to find a trailhead and see where it goes, you know, go find the ocean and see how, how far can I swim? I mean, go, go be a part of that stuff. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think you grow much more in life. You're going to have much more memories, you know, when you, but I I find like it's hard also for a lot of young people, Jason, if you're not living in a safe encouraging, positive, vibrant community. I think it's really hard and like having a good foundation. I think it's, it's, it's at least with people today, you know, young people today that have social media, like, like with their phones, I'm showing my, my iPhone right now. I think it's harder for them to actually get out to like, okay, to like connect with the community, even though it's so easy because you have these apps, you have so many like companies like GoRock where you can actually like get access to a community. When we were young, Jason, I think it was harder. Like we had the yellow pages, you know, we didn't have the internet to look for a community. We had to ask for friends or parents, friends and so on in order to get connected to people. Right. Yeah. I mean, like we have more knowledge now, but we were not applying it as well. I mean, we, we didn't, yeah. we had the yellow pages, but we also had bikes that we could run around in and, it's true. you know, there was less kind of helicopter parenting and all this stuff. And, And so, look, I I think you bring up a a good point when you start to talk about, you know, kids, kids like the youth. I mean, inner city programs, inner city mentorship, you know, the the YMCA's over here, the Boys and Girls Club. I mean, stuff like that is is vital. Like kids need safe places to go be active and, and, you know, trying to make kids sit down. And these are problems that we see over here, but they they could sit down in desks all day, every day and canceling recess and outdoor time and all this stuff like it's raining today. We, we can't do anything like, you know, go do it anyway. Go do yeah, something. Exactly. Right. When it gets like raining, I, I yeah. don't care. Get out of the house. Right. It's true. We have this saying <laughs> I mean, in Sweden, you, you know, you that like, there's yeah. no bad weather. There's just bad clothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, like kids need to learn how to choose wisely on that stuff. And, and so like kids need to be given some, some freedom and at, at the most foundational level though, you know, we, they, they do need to be given safety. So there's these, of course. these, these hugely important organizations and I'm sure, you know, uh, big cities everywhere kind of, kind of have them, but in, in the U S it's the YMCA and, and the uh, you know, the boys and girls club and stuff like that. And I'm like, let's let get the kids more active at a younger age instead of just, you know, eating out of vending machines and, and yeah. doing all that stuff and playing on their phones. It's, it's, it's like a, the greatest treasure we have is the health of our people and developing habits at a younger age is a lot better than, than uh, treating bad outcomes at an older age. Yeah. You were in the military, Jason, 
for many years. What's the most valuable lesson that you learned in the military, special forces that you carried with you and implemented in your journey as a, as a leader, as an entrepreneur? It's, it's always better to be on a team. Okay. I mean, you know, being by yourself and this kind of, we glorify the individual so much, right? I mean, it's kind of, when you look at the, the waves of humanity over the, the millennia, like we're in this era of the individual is king. And that is, you know, America really champions that the movies champion it. And, yeah. and then people want to be that the superheroes and the, all this stuff, the, the loners that are out fighting crime, the supermans and the batmans and the spidermans and whatever. But, you know, deep down, I think what you'll find is that everybody wants to be part of something bigger than themselves. And so if it's, it's important, to be a great teammate, you have to first be a great individual. You have to learn the skills. You have to learn the stuff. You have to know how to do your part, but then you have to, you have to submit to something bigger than yourself. And that's a really worthy, it's a really worthy pursuit and a really worthy, worthy way of life. About pursuit. What do you want to achieve with Gorok? Because, you know, from the day you started it from a hobby, I mean, I guess you have a company mission, but do you have a personal mission with it? You know, when you're home alone or with your children or with your wife sitting down, when you're out in the forest, you're thinking by yourself. As an entrepreneur myself, you know, like obviously we have like goals for the company, but I also have like personal missions, like personal objectives with it. Do you have a personal mission with GORUCK that you would like to achieve? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll start with the kind of stated goal of rucking is bigger than running. And, okay. and so move move from that, though, into you know, what's the second, third order effects of that? And it's, it's kind of you know, more people being more active, more consistently and doing mm -hmm. it in the real world together. And that stuff really excites me. So building and empowering communities of, of people close to them, because, you know, at some point, GORUCK manufactures stuff. We're, we're a quote company, you know, and but we, we'd rather be a revolution and a movement because that's empowering to, of to people, right? So wherever you are, you are free. You are free right when we're done here. You are free to go outside. You are free to go, you know, put something on your back. You're free to call your buddy up and say, hey, do you want to go do this thing? Do you want to go for a ruck, a run, a bike ride or whatever? Right. People are free to do that and to organize groups of people that go and do that stuff. And I think that so much of everything is pointing in, in the opposite direction to that this day and age. Yeah. I mean, you know, all of the if you follow the money, I mean, all the money is pointing at stare at your phone more. Everything will solve all your problems. And yeah. I just I think it's creating more problems than it's solving. And it goes back to what kind of life do we want to lead and, and how do we value our time and and are we happy and what are our goals and you know like there's this thing that i ask inside of of goruck whether it's you know uh, uh this campaign or this product it's like is it working it's a really important thing because it forces you to think about your it's, it's well, basic. what do you mean is it working what do you mean yeah, is it it's working? Fundament like, yeah it's fundamental is it, is it working Right. Yeah. Like you can tell me that, that all this stuff is, is great and all this, like, is it working? Right. I mean, like you have to define, you have to define success then. 
See, that's, that's the part that, that I think is missing from so much stuff. Like, what do you want to be? If, if my only goal here were, or if my goal at all, frankly, were to build GoRuck into the biggest business that I could and then flip it and sell it and make as much money as possible, like, that's a different path than what we're on. And I'm okay with that. Like, I, I don't want to be on that path because there are certain trade-offs to doing that. Exactly. That are, that are not, like, what, what else am I going to do with my life then? Like, I'm yeah. going to have to find a, a, a new mission and a new whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, I can do that. I guess I could do that with more money in my pocket, but that's just not, what, what's, what's the point? You know, that's, the, like, yeah, that's not that's... how I define success. Uh, that's the dilemma that I've had as well, you know, with our company at Absolute Internship that I'm so passionate about inspiring people and inspiring young students to like really like expand our horizons and change their lives and really follow their passions. And we've been getting offers, you know, to sell the company and so on. And obviously, you know, we'll make a lot of money, but I would ask myself, like, I'm just 30 something. I'm, I'm, what would I do with all this money? Like, what would I like wake up and be excited about? Because what I've been very excited about for the last decade is now taken away from me, you know? So I think that's, that's a great, great point you're putting out there, Jason. Like, what's really the definition of like success to, to you? I think it's a very, very good question. You built GoRock now into a hundred like plus million dollar business. If I've done my, my homework correctly, because not everything on the internet is is um, is uh, is correct, right? But what has that taught you about success per se, Jason? Success is very temp- temporary and, it, and it's a very fragile thing. It's it's like tomorrow's success is never guaranteed, and you know you can look back and you can say, hey, this thing and look at this and look what we did. And, and you, you need to celebrate certain moments and milestones. And I'm, I'm not the best at doing that. <laughs> to be frank, I'm, I'm not really, it's, it's like new product design and development is a good kind of metaphor for like my, the cycle of my life where, you know, two years ago we had this idea for this thing and then it took forever and we poured our heart and our soul into it. Right. And then, eventually it's it's out and we release it to the world because we built it from the ground up and so much testing and so much like if if you um the way that our our team uses me the best is they hand me like new gear or new gear stuff and they're like tell me why you hate this right and I, i find great pleasure in abusing gear like that to figure out why I hate it. And because then out of that, you know, iron, iron sharpens iron and you get great products. Of right? course. Of um, course. But so by the time it's launched and there's whatever success or, or lack thereof sometimes, like I'm already on five more projects that are actually fun. They're in the fun stage of, you know, tell me why you hate this product. Right. And this is just on the product side. The community side is, is, is kind of different. But yes. it's, it's like the, the celebrations are not always like okay great we sold this many who like i don't care right i mean I, eventually of course i do care because I, I believe in our way of life and growing it, but it's it's not this big kind of victory parade so it, it's just i mean you got to keep moving forward but i gotta remind myself to celebrate victories for for the team as well because all that stuff is a team effort i mean you can't like product teams can't just 
market products as well. And they're, they're not picking and packing boxes and they're not, there's a lot of thankless tasks that go into all of this. And at some point, you know, a lot of times the people that get all the thanks don't care about it, but the people that don't get any, you, you got to throw them more and people are complex and, and very rewarding and being on a team is great. See, see how I closed that loop there. <laughs> I did. I saw, and I heard, but Jason, like you've been an entrepreneur for many, many years now and a leader for, for go rock. How have you continued? Like what type of tools, books, methods, like what have you done in order to like, keep developing yourself as an entrepreneur without fa falling like into the comfort zone or like, Oh, we're doing so great. Like, all right, today I can like rest a bit. Like, okay. Like, well, we did really well. Like the last few months, like without uh, yeah, getting, I don't, into I don't know. Mindset. This is like how this is a kind of, I'm just kind of not built like that. And I okay. don't know if that's something that is, my dad was in a, had a union job for 42 years in, in Dayton, Ohio, right? I mean, he was a pressman and he went to, to work, you know, basically 40 hours a week, you know, punch the time ticket. And he's probably the happiest person I've ever met, right? Certainly yes. up there, right? He's got his community of people, you know, they ride Harley Davidson's, they fix Harley Davidson in his, in his garage. They, they kind of, he's got this group of friends. It's great, right? It's yes. a, I would call it a simple life. You know, and, yeah. and I have reverence. I have reverence for simplicity, right? I mean, absolute and utter reverence. And so the thing is, is that that's not me. It's just not me. I love, I love my dad. I love time with my dad. I love time with my dad in Ohio. I love, and he comes down here. I, I was just not, I'm just not like that. And so, you know, I think the, the, the maybe, correct way or the, the di slightly different perspective is, you know, how to kind of find quote, quote, balance in, in life. And part of that is, you know, what matters? How do you define success? And having kids was a, was a game changer, right? I mean, it's, you know, a, a wife and kids. I mean, what's the point of having a company if, you know, it costs you everything else. Yeah. And so, you know, you have to remind yourself stuff like that though. Like, what is the point? You know, like it, it's like, yeah, or, you know, uh, find a mentor or two that have been around the block and, and invest in those kinds of relationships. And they don't have to be people that you see every day. I mean, I've, I've got one or two that I see, you know, a couple times a year, but I, I follow what they do with their lives. And I kind of see some of them are in, you know, they write articles about them. Some of them, you know, I just kind of just track them a little bit, right? Checking okay. from time to time too, but, but, you know, you see what they're up to you see, and then, you know, you see how they're going about their lives, whatever. And then you check in and you have better questions and, you know, it's not, it, it becomes a two-way street at, at the same time. So yeah. find, find some mentors to help, help you make, you know, better choices that are better for you, not, not better for just the outcomes that you want, but better for you personally. And, and, you know, I think, that'll probably always be a, a struggle with me. I mean, if you gave me my, my computer and like, you know, told me to work 18 hour days for the next three months, like I, that's where I'd get the dopamine hit in my head. Be like, wow, that's, that's great. You know, just give me my freedom, but it's, it's not, it's, it's like, it would be trading. Everything has a cost. 
So what are you trading in order to, um, to, to do that? And, you know, I'm, I'm not willing to trade everything for, for that. Although in the early days, I kind of, that's what it was. So it evolves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely resonate with you, you know, with your children. I just, I just became a father. I have a five month, uh, five months, uh, daughter, uh, at home. Is she sleeping through the night yet? Yeah. Yeah. She is Jason. All right. That's what's up, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely hear you, you know, congrats. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. No, but I completely agree. And I resonate with you when you say, okay, everything is a trade-off because if you're spending 18 hours per day, like working on GORUG, that means that you don't have like, that's 18 like hours that you could have spent with your family, you know, and your wife, so to speak. Right. But I also think like, I don't want to spend 24 hours a day with my kids, you know, like they need some freedom and some independence away from me. So the the real thing is how to spend quality time and understand it might look, my, my wife is way, I mean, she kind of, she, she can read tea leaves much better than I can. Right. And so she's really intuitive with, with all of this stuff. And, you know, she's, she's the pulse of our family and, you know, she'll kind of pull me in sometimes. And sometimes she's like, no, this is, this is worth going, go forth and go do your thing over here for, for a bit on this other thing. I mean, that, that's just a conversation that we have, you know? And, but I don't want to just not not know my kids. Like that's not like, just because you have kids doesn't mean you're, you're, you're doing the whole dad thing. Right. (laughs) You know? Yes, of course. Of course. Um, I think important communication with your spouse, I think is extremely important, you know, and what you're saying, the balance and that balance is different for each couple, you know, and each person, so to speak. Yeah. What do you do when you're not working, Jason? Like what are some of your hobbies? I enjoy taking my kids to the zoo in Washington. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's, it's usually just, you know, we've got a, a group of, um, got a group of friends that are in, live in a beach town in Florida and, you know, we're biking around with our kids. We go to the pool. I mean, my, like, look, I got a, I got a full-time job and I got a family and those are my priorities. And, and so right now, you know, our kids are young and they, they need us to be around more than they will in the future. So it's just a heavy investment in, in them. And frankly, if I'm, you know, a lot of times it crosses over into, go ruck stuff or we're taking a trip somewhere because there's a go ruck event there or just kind of like combining the two but 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 also learning how to carve out some of the the time to go to the museums or to show them something for the first time or you know i i enjoy the time with with them that's it's important you're not like into jujitsu or taking them to martial arts classes or anything like that so yeah my kids actually just started jujitsu i'm like I got to figure out the schedule of it, but I, you know, my wife started surfing last year, like okay. complete beginner and has taken it up and just loves it. My haven't done that. Um, you know, my kids have started jujitsu complete beginners. I, I want to get into that. I just, you know, this past year I had a couple other really big initiatives as well. And so it was just like, it was, it was hard to, I, say it was hard i didn't make the the choice to introduce a bunch of new stuff maybe i should have but i'm kind of taking a deep breath now and i want to go back and be a beginner on something like that yeah again and so the, the water's warm you know? in florida right now whether it's 
surfing or, you know, the jujitsu stuff. Um, but I'll give you, I'll give you an example. There's a jujitsu class at the same place where my kids are the only okay. adult time that, that, uh, is adult, uh, adult mat time is 7 PM to eight 15. That's like okay. the most important time at our house with our yeah. kids, you know, cause it's bedtime and it's, yeah. it's dinner time and bedtime and dessert time and all that stuff. And it's great right now. It's a summer in Florida of and course. I'm just not willing to trade off the, the, the personal time right now to go to pursue that when that's, I need to be home with my kids. And those kinds of challenges face us all the time. I mean, yeah, go find a different studio and, and do all that. Like, yeah, there's impediments to infinite knowledge or finding out the perfect place. And, you know, maybe it's farther away and it takes a lot more time. And there's a lot, there's lots of barriers, right? But that's just where I am on that one. But I do want to do more stuff like that. Yeah, I think so. I, I that's definitely resonate with you, you know. I think it's really hard as a father, you know, and also as a husband. Like, okay, what are my priorities? And then, like, okay, I'll do my priorities. And then, like, I can focus on my hobbies, you know. But anyway, hobbies, I think they're important, you know, for us as human beings. Um, and especially for entrepreneurs to keep ourselves mm-hmm. creative. And especially when we try something new. Like, it doesn't have to be jujitsu. I think, like surfing i surfed uh, i think it was two three years ago in brazil for the first time never been on a surfboard you know and it's extremely challenging you know and it it puts you in a spot where you haven't been for years because most of the things that you try for the first time is when you're a child you know so i think it's really really great i loved it and i think it's great as an adult to try something new because it, it gets these creative juices flowing you know and it challenges yeah you, and that's how you grow yeah I mean, it also, you know, specifically, I mean, your, your brain has to focus. And part yes. of the problem, I think, is I, I can get lost in, you know, it's not quality time with your kids or any quality time at all. If, if you take them to the park and you stare at your phone the whole time because you're of course, triaging yeah. this problem and that or your brain starts just wandering. You don't even know where you like, where am I? Because you're thinking about whatever else problems of the day. And so, you know, I've, I've found that with firearm stuff so so guns i mean like if you're at the range you have to focus on it and, and that's like yes. a trained thing because it's a it's a mortal threat to everything around so you can't be thinking about the work problems or the whatever and and same with kind of new stuff i mean i've done stand-up paddleboarding a couple times and, and it's it's very frustrating for me <laughs> and i have to absolutely focus on it and yeah. that's a break for the brain in a way that it's hard to manufacture if you're you're trying to say for me personally anyway okay like take your kid to the park and 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 just relax it doesn't really work that way same i'm in the same boat jason like i can't go to to the park and just relax with my daughter you know because you have this thing in the, in your pocket right the phone or whatever like daily problem you're like thinking about so yeah it's the gym like or or going for a run go for a walk or or going to a jiu-jitsu class for me. So. You start rucking up, man. Get stronger. Yes, I will. I, I will, yeah. uh, Jason. I, I think so. <laughs> I, I got really hooked up, you know, by the event. I really enjoyed it. So what's the book you've g- gifted the most to people, Jason? There's a great book called Man's Search for Meaning. Okay. Um, yeah. Which is no uh, it's a short, short read as well about a, a, a guy who survived the Holocaust concentration camp and just Man's Search for Meaning, like the you know, why some people 
made it and why others didn't. And, yeah. you know, it was a, it's a really, it's a really, really good, good read. Also love, you know, Sapiens and Empire of the Summer Moon. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch more. Yeah, that man's search for meaning. It's a, it's a super deep book, you know, like an extremely but deep fast book. and so, simple. Yeah. And, you know, like it does, it's not complicated. Exactly. So, and it yeah. costs like five, five dollars on Amazon, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I love that book. I think most of the books, Jason, that are classics, that are like 100 years old or 80 or 60 year old, like they're really good books. They're really cheap and they're really yeah. underrated, you know? Yeah, I mean, people think it's like, man, I can't find anything worth reading. It's like, what do you like? Oh, I like, you know, fiction. Like, well, have you read everything that Hemingway wrote? Yeah. And it's like, who? I mean, or they've heard of Hemingway because he's on some bar somewhere like Hemingway would drink here or whatever. It's like, no, no, go read the books, man. Like, have you read all the Lord of the Rings? Have you read, you know, like these are great, great books. Go, go, like when I was backpacking all over the place, I remember I read all three Lord of the Rings and it's like traded people and you know, these books. It was great, man. And like, go, read, read all that stuff. There's so much great stuff out there and you just got to pick it up and do it. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show, Jason. Where can people find you to learn more about you? Go Rock's on all the stuff. It's always Go Rock. And then I'm on, I'm on social media as well. I mean, Jason J McCarthy on Instagram for one. I'm, on there probably too much i probably need to reduce my reduce my in, in intake but uh yeah I'm, i'm on all the things pretty responsive if you guys have any questions shoot them my way thank you very much jason everyone who's looking to invest in a new backpack or wants to challenge yourself to grow check out all the events that go rock put together okay thank you very much and take care jason a lot of gratitude for listening to fika with bryce i really mean that If you like the show, I would love if you can leave us a five-star review, whatever you're listening to your podcast. It helps us so much to get the word out there to other listeners. If you have any questions or any feedback, I would love to hear from you. I'm just a DM away on Instagram or TikTok at Freddy Van Hyun. So looking forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you so much.